Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Elsa. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. We're back with another one. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> so, Elsa, tell them about today's show. So today, I you know, I came up with today's topic. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the power of no. Yes, the power of no. Uh, we're going to get into it, you know. For those who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the family. Don't be shy. Subscribe. You know, like, rate. Share. Share. All those good things that everybody tells y'all to do on every other platform. <laughs> <laughs> we know what it is. Um, but no, seriously, welcome. And uh, we hope you enjoyed today's show. We think we cooked up a good one for you. Uh, but just to break down our structure, I'm going to go into the first segment, how we do things, and then I'll let Rocky do the uh, breakdown of the second, and then we'll get into the show. So for the first segment of the show, we like to call it Two Sides of the Same Coin, and why we do that is because, if I can find the coins that I usually lose all the time, oh, you put them all the way over there so I wouldn't lose them. Okay, that's cool. I don't feel no type of way about that. Anyways, usually what we do is we flip a coin, or I flip a coin, and uh, whoever calls the coin correctly gets it rather heads or tails. They get to answer the question first. And the person who wins the most uh, coin tosses gets to go first um, going into the next segment, which is... Either or, both and. Right. So what is that segment about? So either or is about focusing on how a lot of people have black or white thinking mm -hmm. and using that dichotomy to force people into choosing between an either or. Uh, but then being able to discuss the nuances of the both and and how life exists more in the gray than in the black and white. And for all of us to come together with that understanding. Right. Yeah. And that's how we break down the show, y'all. So let's get straight into it. So, Rocky? You want to flip first? You want to go? What you got? Heads. Heads. Oh, it's your lucky day. Heads. So, what's the first question in our uh, Two Sides of the Same Coin segment for today? So, the first question is, how do you say no to someone you love? Ooh. Damn. How do you say no to someone you love? So first off, it's hard, okay? Like, that part. <laughs> um, but I had two examples that I wanted to share with this question. Okay. And the first example wasn't actually me saying no. It was someone who loved me saying no to me. Mm. And that would be my ex. And so if you haven't heard on the show, so my most recent ex and I, well, my most recent male ex <laughs> and i Gosh, although technically i haven't had any committed relationships with any woman yet and it's just been dating 
Um, but then breakups do not hurt, <laughs> nevertheless. But anyways, um, pain still feels the same, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whether it was titled or not. <laughs> but yeah, so my most recent male ex, uh, we dated for five months before he broke up with me, and then we were all on and off situationship for the next three years. Situationship. So I didn't understand. Cause I knew that he loved me. I knew that just how he showed up in interacting with me, I knew that he had love for me. Um, but I didn't know how he could walk away. And, and that's what he did repeatedly. He kept saying no over and over again until finally, uh, I moved to California and then he just stopped picking up my phone calls. So it was real easy to say no then, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get it then. I get it now. Relationships take more than just the connection and love. They take compatibility and we weren't. And also we just had different trajectories of our lives and it was for the best. But uh, from that experience with him, I learned my ability to say no. And I learned that sometimes it is valuable even when you're walking away from someone you love because you care more about both of you to create the long-term best outcome. And it's not always being together in the way that you thought, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the first example. Uh, the second example is to my dad. Um, mm. So I've recently uh, gone no contact with him. My dad is narcissistic and emotionally abusive and I couldn't anymore. Um, I still love him. I still am very thankful for the father he was in my childhood, which I can see the grooming that he was doing, but it, it, in my awareness then that wasn't our relationship. So I really cherish our relationship then. Um, but yeah, as of now, he's not the same father towards me as I've grown into who I am and I'm not the same person anymore. And he's, not been able to make that transition in parenthood either of like the difference between parenting a child versus parenting an adult. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've had to say no to that relationship. Uh, also cause he wasn't respecting my boundaries that I was trying to set either. So I've, yeah, had to say no in order to protect my peace in order to protect my mental health. Mm. Um, and know that I can love him from a distance but relationships are conditional. Yeah. So that is my how. What about you? How do you say no to someone you love? Um. Well, yeah, like you say, we're saying before, it's it's a very difficult thing to do because usually when you love someone, you associate that with wanting to do the absolute most or best by them but there are consequences to you sacrificing your own energy your own self your own well-being sometimes because of your love for someone else and that's where self-love has to come in mm -hmm. and kind of take over and and be the foundation of your love because i think if you don't have a good foundation of self-love you will you'll be drained of all the capacity you have to love others. You know, mm -hmm. it starts with you. And then from there, 
you're able to disperse that love out to other people. Um, but without it, it's, it's really difficult. So first thing I would say in the how was for me in personal experiences, learning self-love and knowing that that was the foundation in order for me to really love anybody else. Um, and then from there, I was able to say no a lot easier without it being associated with the destruction of the relationship or the or the love itself mm -hmm. you know i think that association is what holds a lot of people up yeah i definitely questioned that with my ex i was like well then you don't love me if you can walk away like i right. didn't understand that both of those could exist yeah mm -hmm. and very often do especially when you are within that space of self-love for your well for yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> um so that's like the overall conceptual way of doing it but personally how i did it um given personal examples i had to say no to my ex uh the last ex that i had um i've definitely talked about her <laughs> on the show before probably talked about her last episode <laughs> whatever the last episode was i forgot um check, check out. out our previous episode who taught you to be great yes who taught you to be great there it is <laughs> i'll be just now posting this stuff and still forgetting so many episodes y'all check them all out great content um but yes i had to say no to my ex and no to that relationship in that same vein of like self-love and it was one of the most difficult things i did uh and it's by no means am i perfect <laughs> it wasn't like i was like all right i'm cut her off the first time like no there was there was a lot of repeat offenses <laughs> of me like going back having to say no, had to reevaluate, and then those feelings coming back, rushing in, and then you feeling like I had to reach back out. And it was just like a, like a little tit for tat, but it's push one, pull, tug of war. Yeah, push or pulls situation. Mm -hmm. But once I realized truly, again, that foundation of love for myself, and I, I concentrated on that, it became so much easier for my, for my directions to be led in the best interest of not only me, but honestly her, because we just weren't a good fit and the timing was off. Our time together needed to end and the time when we were together was great. It needed to be a lesson learned in that period of time, that season, mm -hmm. and then just let go. You know, that that's another lesson that I, I learned about like letting go, saying no and letting go. Mm -hmm. Very valuable lesson. Yeah. Um, so that that's how you do it for me, like in, in my personal experiences for that answer. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna check in about the sun. How you feeling? Oh, I'm cool. I kind of like it. I don't know. Like, okay, so y'all on YouTube, we got the sun like all types of in and out of mm -hmm. our faces. The sun is setting. Yes, the sun is setting. I think it looks kind of beautiful. I don't know how exactly it's looking on camera. Is it? If it does it look completely crazy on camera? Let me know. Um, I'll probably put this part out there on youtube just for the comments <laughs> in this section um but let me know in the future because we usually do our episodes earlier in the morning so this usually isn't a problem <laughs> um but yeah let's get to the next question you call it uh, i'm gonna go with tails damn heads again I don't really have answers prepared for this. It's okay. So. You got it. 
And if uh, we have to circle back, like if, if I say something and it like sparks another thought, it's cool. If you want to take another stab at it. Okay. Uh, so the next question is, mm-hmm. was there a time where you didn't say no and lived to regret it? Mm. Not that I can think of, just because if I didn't say no, somebody else did, or it was just a forced no. Like, I don't... Okay, wait, no, I thought of, thought about some mistakes <laughs> where I was like, eh, I should have said no to that. Um, I've been a side chick before. Should have said no. Interesting. Yes, I regret that. Yes, I'm learned and grown from it now. When I appreciate ethical non-monogamy in college. Yeah. But, um... Who knew? I feel like I talked about this with you before. I know, I'm just egging you off for content. Oh. <laughs> I um, want to hear the story again too. The people don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to tell it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one of them uh, complicated, deep stories. It's not. I just don't want to share in this moment. Okay. Gotcha. Um. And the reason why I didn't say no in that circumstance was because uh, I was hurting. Hmm. And at that time, I didn't consider other people's feelings, which hurt people hurt people. It's it's not an excuse. It's just the reality of what was happening. Um, so, yeah, I'm more considerate of other people's feelings, especially when it comes to, um, you know, their definitions of relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. Um yeah. So any other times where I didn't say no and live to regret it? Uh, that one time at the caucus. Oh where, yeah. Um, that. Where uh, I was at Hampton University. It was my freshman year, and one of the organ like one of the things that I set as goals for myself was to do something for exercise, something for um, leadership, and then something for service, I think. I forgot, it's been a while. But um, so like my goal was in high school and in college was to join organizations that would accomplish those three areas. So the organization that I joined for leadership was the Black Women's Caucus. And like our first meeting was joint with Black Men's Caucus and we were doing a, a, what's the thing where it's beginning and you're trying to mingle and... Icebreaker? Yes. Uh, so it was that and I forgot what it actually was, but apparently they gave us something and we had to act it out or something. And uh, yeah, the Black oh. Men's Caucus. Like, for some reason, I don't really recall other women in the group that I was in. I just remember a lot of men and a lot of them were older than me and they were in the, they had been established in the caucus. They weren't like freshmen with me. Um, So there was a power dynamic there. Uh, But we got Rihanna and at the time, uh, Rihanna and Chris Brown just Mm, got into their, yeah, it was, it was fresh. The the assault. Um, 
And what they wanted me to do was to play Rihanna and act like I was getting abused by Chris. To which I then questioned and said, are you sure that's okay? Like, shouldn't we do something else? But I didn't have, I didn't know what to do at all. Um, Cause I'm not good with those games. But, um, but yeah, they were like, yeah, go ahead. It'll be funny. And um, so I did it. And then there was, a gasp and hush and then we immediately moved to something else and then I was like I knew that I shouldn't have done it and I allowed this power dynamic uh to influence my own boundaries um I still regret that to the day because I knew that was wrong and I did it anyway um and I actually didn't return to black women's caucus because of it I was like why would I want to be around them like that's supposed to be the leadership examples. Hmm. Like why would I want to be around them? So yeah, I didn't, I didn't return to it. Um, which is fascinating. Cause you say you were in black men's caucus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Uh, like my experience, um, was, yeah. Like volunteering. The, the biggest thing I remember is, was us going every week to a middle school and teaching or tutoring. I found another way to, to do that. I joined a mentorship program with middle and high school age girls uh, uh, maybe a year or so after that? Yeah, I volunteered a lot in college. I don't know if it was because I was padding my uh, resume, but I think I, I, I just, I liked, like, the structure around college provides that. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, the, a lot of the stuff I did was do just programs and stuff in psychology. So, yeah, I've spent a lot of time with kids. Now I think about it, I spent a lot of time with children, like, in that, uh, elementary school age or uh, middle school age um, and just mentoring them and talking to them throughout before I even got to grad school which mm. is yeah which is really interesting I, I guess that's why I got into grad school huh <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's a different experience because I think that seniority might have gotten to you at that time and maybe because you were new, you were like... Eh. It was also a men and women thing, too. Mm. Like, the fact that they didn't see any problem with it. Right, right, right. But again, I, mean, I, I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't strong enough within myself to say, no, I'm not doing that. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest themes of this, like, episode is, like, the no mm-hmm. is, is kind of, like, grounded in you knowing what you want and who you are. And, like, are. your core values. Yeah, right. And that's where that no comes from. So it's never from a place of like hatred or like Mm-mm. just you know like it's not like a negative thing. Like although we're saying no, <laughs> ironically, it's not a negative. Yeah, thing. no, it's empowering. Yeah, yeah. So like, and y- y- you have co- you have like often said and complimented me of how like authentic I am and how I use my voice and stuff. But it's like experiences like that where I had to learn and I had to grow, mm-hmm. and I was like. No, I have to stay true to myself and stay true to my values. Yeah. It's a, it's a, like a journey process. So, like, if there's anybody listening right now and you're like, man, I still can't say no. I really struggle with that. It's okay. You know, it, it's okay that you're on the journey. But hopefully, like, some of these stories, and that's the point of our podcast in a lot of ways, is to help others listening to actually get the courage or maybe get the blueprint towards that self love that leads you to stand up for yourself and to say no to to things and opportunities that don't align with your values mm-hmm. you know that's what it's about um 
Yeah. Well, what about you? Was there a time where you didn't say no and lived to regret it? <laughs> Woo! Let me tell y'all a little better about a story about young Oso, the Simpson. <laughs> okay. Your boy was so simping back in the day. Um, it's I, hard I, to believe. It's hard to believe now because, like, I'm, again, so rooted in myself and I have self-love and it's it's just, like, pretty concrete. But even now, when it comes to women, I always have to check that because that's my, I guess, like, Achilles heel when it comes to saying no. It's setting boundaries for me despite uh, what I want or desire from a woman. So I could go back to, like, damn near elementary school. And say no's. And these uh, regret is kind of like a relative term to just put into the question. I don't actually regret these because, again, this is a journey, y'all. You're going to go through times where you're not going to say no. You're not going to stand up for yourself within that self-love because you haven't developed that yet. <laughs> so it's just part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, so regret is, again, a relative term within the question. So. First example would be <laughs> when I said uh, I didn't say no um, to going out with I'm not going to go to elementary school. This is going to be high school uh, going out with this girl who was my cousin's friend uh, for prom. Like I didn't say no to it. I got pressured into that um, because my cousin wanted to spend time with me mm -hmm. um, at her prom and she wanted someone, you know, someone cool. Me and my cousin kind of like just met that year or like year before. And we got really close at the time. And she was just like, I really want someone to be at my prom with me and, um, you know, just have my back and just, you know, be cool and, and chill with me. So I'm like, cool, out of love, out of, you know, <laughs> out of like, that's my cousin, the newly connected to cousin out in Jersey. Like, yo, let's 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 kick it at prom. Only problem is the only way I'm getting into your prom is if I am invited on a date. And she already had a date, you know, somebody that I think she actually liked or whatever, or had some arrangement with, I don't remember. But I know for sure that her friend liked me and I wasn't really feeling her. <laughs> but I still said yes to going to the prom with her. Um, long story short, she surprised without my consent, without my consent. Me with a kiss during a slow dance because she actually liked me again. And I was kind of like, nah. And she just kissed me. I was like, whoa. I was like, what the fuck? What the? I kind And I tried to like keep it cool because, you know, I don't want to make a scene at prom and make her feel hella embarrassed. But I was like, yo, nah. So I regretted that at the time. But going forward, um, the girl and I who, who I went to prom with, I won't say we're cool because I don't really talk to my, a lot of people back in Jersey. Even some of my best friends back in Jersey, I don't communicate with them all the time. But relatively speaking, we're still cool. <laughs> and my cousin and I are still cool. So I learned from that to say no and to say no to those boundaries to even someone who I'm not attracted to. Because I think... At that time, I was looking to please my cousin and please her. And I kind of felt bad. I was like, she's not like a bad person. I want to make sure she has a good time at prom. So I was like very focused on the women, uh, which was a theme within my life of like 
just focusing on what they want, pleasing them, making sure they're happy without first checking in with me to see like, what do I want? What do I need? And what am I actually setting a boundary based on those foundational needs and wants? What am I going to do to set and protect those parts of myself so that I'm not just giving myself away willy-nilly, my time, my energy, you know, my lips. I did not consent. <laughs> it's it's a big deal, but honestly, I can laugh at it now. Um, but back then, I did feel bad. I really did. I was like, damn, I felt like a sucker. I felt like I got taken advantage of. And I was like, shit. So it's not a good feeling, fellas. Not a good feeling. It's just a kiss, but at the same time, what it represented was me not standing up for my boundaries. Um, so that's one example. I have countless other examples, but I don't want to take up too much time. I'll, I'll give you like one more. Um, so in college, uh, I too was the side. I was a um, I was a side dude on a in a, like the first relationship, first girlfriend I had uh, in that dynamic. But it was all because I didn't want to clarify boundaries and I didn't want to say no to a situation where the boundaries were actually clear and set. Instead, I wanted to be in that gray area that I talk about all the time, being all ambiguous and like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Situationship, blah, 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 blah. Doing all that because I don't want to rock the boat and take away all the advantages of that situation ship. The advantages for me in Simp City <laughs> is one, sex, because you know, sex, <laughs> fellas, it is what it is. Um, two, exactly, that was all I was focused on. I was focused on sex, because if I wasn't focused on sex, and I was just, if, let's say I took sex completely off the table with her, and we were just kicking it and having conversations. If I had set certain boundaries around that, obviously I didn't know about non-monogamy. I would have I would have been able to set those boundaries and be comfortable with myself and knowing that like, okay, that's the only person she sleeps she's sleeping with. Um I don't need to use um not that I don't need to use protection, because I did. <laughs> More lessons learned. Learn from me, okay, fellas. Don't be like me. Wrap it up. Um, but I would have known, like, I wouldn't have felt bad about my sexual health because that was a concern because I was like, man, what if the other guy she's sleeping with isn't necessarily um, STD-free or STI-free? What, what could happen? You know, that could be my ass or my dick, <laughs> rather. <laughs> so all those things came into my mind and I felt like I was disrespecting my own self and body and agency because I wasn't setting the boundary and saying like, no, I'm not getting into any situation or situationship without clear set boundaries and um, knowledge of what is going on when it comes to us connecting emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, all that. So it's that lack of clarity that allowed me to just fall in and out of that situation ship over and over again and get my feelings hurt multiple times. So cautionary tale to everybody listening. Just make sure that if you are getting into a relationship or anything, 
that you know why you're getting into it for what your what the benefits are what things you have to give up because no relationship is is 100% a benefit and then again be being centered in self-love and knowing what your values and your boundaries are so that if you do have to say no you're comfortable saying no and it's not like a struggle you got to get it's like a muscle you have to build it up and and you, you don't have to say no to everything you have to say no again centered in what you have and what your values are. If you can do that, man, that muscle is going to start getting stronger and stronger. And then you're not even going to feel some type of way about it because you're going to be able to say like, no, I'm not doing that. And if somebody else feels some type of way, you can explain exactly why. It's not coming from no place of me being a dick or being bad or, or malicious or nothing like that. It's just that like I have such and such boundaries. These are the ways that I roll. And if you can't accept that, then you can't be with me. Straight like that. Well, that's all I got for that one. Let's move on to the next question, shall we? <laughs> all right, last question of the two sides segment. All right. You call it. Oh yeah, I'm calling it this time. Um, I'm gonna go with tails. Ah, yes, tails. Who won that? What? Did I win? Two sides. Did you? Um. I think I answered first both. But what about the third question? Yeah, that's you right now. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I won two. You won two. Yeah, you did. You did. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Third so, last question of our two sides of the same coin segment Sunday is. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, where the question at? <laughs> what have you said no to that led to better? Ooh. Shit. What have I said no to? That led to like a better situation, a better outcome. Mm -hmm. Damn. All right, let me take a second. I got a couple on my head, but I want to give like really good examples. I said no to North or Norfolk State University because that was the first state, uh, college that I got into, and I only applied to two colleges. But <laughs> me too. <laughs> I only applied to two colleges. It seemed like a dumb decision <laughs> when I, and everybody was getting acceptance letters. I was like, what the fuck was I on? Well, mine was like a little different. So my pop, shout out to my pops. And these are, these are the memories. These are the things that show what a great man he is and how I've, I've gotten to this point as a man myself. So shout out to my pops if you're listening, if you're watching, George. love you. Um, anyways, he took me on a mini college tour in Virginia down to Virginia uh, because there were two colleges that I knew that I wanted because I was looking at the drum line. That's all I was thinking about. Mm. Like I was thinking about music, going into it with music in mind, being on the drum line, living my dream after playing the snare all throughout high school, being on my drum line college shit. I had the whole picture in my head. I'm talking just like the movie. I'm talking, I'm about to meet a badass girl who dances. She gonna be dancing on this dick, on this stick. <laughs> I'm gonna be the motherfucking head lead snare. There's gonna be somebody that's gonna wanna challenge me and I'm gonna beat his ass and it's gonna be a whole, it's gonna be just like the movie. Was it like that? Fuck no. <laughs> but I had that whole image in my head. So I went to Norfolk State uh, University. And they looked at my GPA and all those other things, SAT scores and blah, 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 blah. And they 
accepted me on the spot. And they know what that does psychologically to you. So if you don't know, once you get accepted on the spot, like for me, it was like a, oh my God, I'm accepted. I felt so like honored and I felt like they really wanted me and they were, they showed me the band room and all this other stuff and they were playing and they stopped and they said, this is a potential new recruit. And they were just doing all this shit. And I'm like, God damn, this shit kind of fire. And then their uniforms kind of tight. I ain't going to lie. I was like, ooh, they, they swing the cakes and shit. I was like, yo. And then you looking kind of nice. And they just on the dotted line was like, oh, well, you accepted, young man. If you want to come in, sign the rest of these papers, we'll get you lined up. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, Man, I think I might do this. What if I'm the school? I know Hampton's the more popular one, but what if I'm the the one again? This is my thinking. I'm gonna be the person on the drum line that comes and takes over, and then makes and then shoot more popular, and then they're gonna be better, and then they're gonna rise up as a school. I'm thinking all this in my head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking all this in my head. <laughs> right. Fresh out of high school, clearly. <laughs> I don't even think I had graduated at that point, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm thinking all that in my head. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, then we go down to um, to Hampton. Now, I look at it, and I'm looking at the campus. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Norfolk State University and Hampton University are separated by a bay. Mm. So, like, when we have, like, uh, athletic games, it's like Battle of the Bay. Yeah. Because um, they're literally right across, just yeah. separated by water. But continue. Fun fact, my boy Chris CeeLo, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, I might, you know, put this clip this out so that you can see the video and then check in on the podcast with your boy. <laughs> um, but my boy CeeLo, actually, my best friend from Jersey, went to Norfolk State um his first, I think, first semester. Uh, but then you know how it is. College is hella expensive, especially out of state. Um, so yeah. My boy had to go back home. I missed him so much, but like I was so happy to be out, out there with him and, and then be able to visit with him a couple of times. I remember spending my um, was it my eighteenth or my nineteenth birthday mm. with him. He came through. It was just great. Like we just had a good time chilling. Um, yeah. So shout out to my boy Chris. Love you, man. Um, but I had to say no to NSU, and if I didn't say no to NSU at that time. And I fell into the hype of the moment. Wait, why did you say no? Uh, I just wanted to see my options with Hampton, you know? Oh, you had to say yes right then and there? Yeah. Um, well, they accepted me, but they wanted me to say yes then and there. I think maybe they were offering like a scholarship or some other stuff mm -hmm. if you said something uh, on the spot. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot exactly what it was. I just remembered that they accepted me and I just felt so accepted. <laughs> I felt like, ooh, they want me. Ooh, they love me. They love them some me. Ooh, ooh, out here. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the man at that point. I'm thinking, they didn't even see me drum. That's how I know. <laughs> like, I ain't showing them no film, no tape, no nothing. They was just like, that was their recruitment process, mm. you know. So, I damn sure was about to fall for that okie doke. <laughs> But either ways, I ended up at Hampton. Um, I went to visit their campus as well. I ain't gonna lie, the beautiful women on the campus of Hampton University might have helped sway me a little bit. <laughs> Hampton has some beautiful women. Gorgeous. I don't know what that's Fine. about. It's just black women 
from all areas who of are the country. of the country who are pretty smart and some of them well off, but like some of them wanting to get to that place. So we just got some beautiful black people in this country. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is to be real. Um, but yeah, that was, I think I'll leave it at that um, for the the <laughs> personal experience story. I think that was a really good decision on my end. Hampton University is my home by the sea. I love Hampton. Um, we forgot, we've had a complicated relationship at times, <laughs> some strenuous times over there, but overall, I wouldn't trade my time over at Hampton University, my home by the sea for anything. It was amazing. I met some amazing people, some amazing uh, relationships came out of it. Obviously, I got my degree <laughs> that set up my career and launching pad towards me being as wise as I am now with some of this relationship stuff. So it's allowing me to even talk about things on this podcast in the way that I do, with the confidence that I do, um, and the humility that I do, you know. No Derek Jackson over here. I ain't perfect. (laughs) Um, But yeah, say all that to say that it definitely turned out well, saying no to that opportunity, because saying no to that meant saying yes to Hampton. So yeah. What about you, my love? So, what have I said no to that led to better? Yeah. Um, so, the personal experience I thought about for this question was related to my dad's idea of my future. Oh, this is a good one. That's true. Um, so, my bachelor's is in broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. And... The Scripps School, I don't know if it's changed, but when I was attending, when I was attending, it was very news oriented. Like it wasn't very much in the entertainment at all. And that's where Mm. I wanted to, like, I wanted to go into uh, radio, talk radio. Um, So that's entertainment. I didn't want to do the news. And what you're doing there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I. It, I suffered through the school because I had to, you know, <laughs> go to the classes and stuff and I tried to make do, but Jack I was also lost and trying to find myself and it was just a lot, but... College. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, life, shit. <laughs> but, um, it don't stop. It don't get know, no easier. You just get a little bit better at recognizing certain patterns. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so what happened? Uh, my dad wanted me mm. to move back home in Maryland. He wanted me to work at a news station in D.C. And, yeah, he wanted this life for me. And I had to say no to that because that wasn't me. That was what he wanted for me. That wasn't what I wanted for me. What I wanted for me was to go to grad school in California that I had already been accepted to for marriage and family therapy. Um, What I wanted to do was, uh, was it? I got accepted to an internship at a relationship, online relationship magazine, where I would be able to edit articles written by therapists. So it was combining like English journalism and uh, marriage and family therapy. So like it was a perfect segue in between undergrad and grad school because it was like combining all of my interests. Um, 
and then California was just so I could grow on myself. It gave me the space and distance from my family to be able to explore who I was, but also it was a, a, an environment that spoke to me and my spirit. Um, just the California culture here, especially in the Bay area, the Bay area specifically. But, um, but yeah, so I had, and, and that it did it, I moved out here and I I grew within myself in so many ways that I never even saw coming. But, um, Hmm. but yeah, like I, I found myself and I was grounded in myself and now like I would have been miserable if I had done what my dad wanted me to do. And, I'm glad that I said no to him, but also to that version of me. Mm, because damn. Because, again, I was still figuring out who I was. So I didn't know. I was like, I think I'm over here. I think this is what's going to be the version of me that I could see in the future. But I didn't know. I was still figuring it out. So, mm. but, it, but it did. And, and I'm very thankful for all of the decisions that I, that I made. Um, especially post-undergrad, because, uh, yeah, they, they allowed me to find myself. And knowing yourself, it makes operating this world just a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Like I said, that, that, that foundational piece, mm-hmm. it makes everything else fall into place. Without that, you really will you lose yourself. Yeah. you lose yourself a Very lot. So. Hmm. But that is it for our two sides of the same coin segment. So yes. we are going to take a quick break yes, and then yes. be back with our either or segment. All right, y'all. We'll catch you um in a little bit. Peace. And love. For now. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. It's okay. Ha ha, can my voice go? <laughs> All right, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, beautiful people? Just messing around before we get back to the show. But welcome. <laughs> All right, so I believe I won that coin toss. Yeah, so whatever. I will be answering first for our mm-hmm. either or questions. You got it. Again, we will both <laughs> answer with an either or, yes or no, um, before we go into the explanation. Right. Okay. Force so the, you to think black or white. Yes. The first question is: Would you rather be able to say no to all opportunities or yes? To all opportunities, Ooh. meaning, would you be rather be a no man or person, or yes man or person? Mm. Oh, I'm going first. Um, shit. <laughs> I didn't think about it. When it ain't so fun, now is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no to all opportunities or yes to all opportunities. Meanwhile, I get to sit back, relax, think. <laughs> I mean, I honestly am a no man or no Ooh, person. No man, no man, no. Yeah. Man. No, so I, uh, Yo, how many of y'all have seen uh, Yes, yes Man with, <laughs> with Jim, Jim Carrey? Carrey? That's my shit. Yeah. But, all right, let's see you. I would think, honestly. <laughs> I think I would say I'm a yes man. I feel like I would be. Uh, uh. Yeah, we explain it now. No, I go first. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. 
No, man. <laughs> All right. So not only am I just normally this way because I have <laughs> black or white thinking and catastrophic thinking that I'm working on. Um, but I would also say saying no initially will give me time to think more about it to then change my answer. Like no doesn't mean a permanent no. Mm -hmm. Um, it just allows me more time to see if it is a right fit for me. Um, if I have to answer immediately. Right. So what about you? I would say yes. If I had to pick because almost like in yes, man, the the movie with Jim Carrey starring Jim Carrey. And whatever her other what is her name? Damn, I'm not gonna remember her name. I don't know. She's a new girl though. She's a really good actress actually. Um, but in that movie, I I really did get the point. Like I am somewhat like that, mm-hmm. where very much so positivity and saying yes to things and being open to life. I think has given me more opportunities than being shut off to life, which is probably why I I'm only just now adapting and adjusting to like you know quarantine life and speaking to y'all on the camera and trying to connect with (laughs) y'all you know what i mean because in the digital space i was never really that person to say yes to this or to put stuff out or to engage or anything else like that but now i'm trying to switch that up in real life though i think i i've always been that person who usually says yes sometimes to a fault like we talked about earlier um but a lot of the times, just that energy has brought more like-minded people who want to like get stuff done or, or make positive changes in the world or just see and make a difference. So I was always within good company, and you know what they say: like if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I think I've had a support system that's allowed me to go pretty far up until this point. Um, so although. And I say this all the time. I might not be where I want to be at this moment in time. I'm building the infrastructure for a long journey. And more importantly, with the mindset of positivity, I can enjoy that journey on the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since it's going to be a long one. <laughs> and I think that's kind of my philosophy. Now, you got to combine that with boundaries like we were talking about earlier. But overall, having the mentality of a yes man in terms of positivity and being open to opportunities that align with you since you if you know who you are, I think that's a great mindset to have. Just don't go overboard with it. Like a yes man. All right, next question. Yeah. Either no means no or... <laughs> No means yes. Ooh. <laughs> spicy one, spicy one. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with no means no. Psych, y'all ain't going to cancel me. Put them damn horns away. <laughs> I'm going to go with no means no as well. You ain't going to catch me slipping. Um. So this question is obviously about consent. Right. In case you didn't get You know, and consent in multiple ways, not just sex. Like what you were talking about earlier with the kiss. Yes. Like consent. I did not consent to that. Um, just outside of touch even. Like just consent, <laughs> you know. Mm. It, like considering your body, your boundaries, your space. Like just considering it all. 
Um, so May I, I touch you, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think, like, when I think about consent, I especially sexually, I think about a mind, body, and spirit, and what the answers are within those contexts. And if it's not unanimous, a unanimous yes, then it's something that I really need to stop and, and say no to and consider, again, all of the areas that it's impacting me. Um, and, and a lot of times, especially with women, we feel like we can't say no, even in romantic relationships. Like I've seen a lot within marriages and things, and it's just like, the questioning of being able to say no sexually mm. because of this expectation and also especially within monogamy and it's like well if you say no somebody else will say yes so i have to say yes and and it's a lot it's, of pressure yeah it's, it's a lot of pressure and uh but overall it's just like even outside of marriage just like especially sexually like Having to consistently say no will sometimes wear us down till we finally say yes. And it's like, ladies, mm. we we got to stop doing that. Like, if yes, if it takes more power to push him off, you know, or to definitively say no and get up and walk away, that's just something that we have to do. Because if we just wear, like, if they are persistent and we just do it anyway, or it'll be quick and then it'll be over and, and all that other stuff, like... That's again disrespecting our own boundaries within ourselves. And and how many times good. are you gonna say no to yourself because you're saying yes to somebody else? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll say you. Um, I mean I agree. Like again, talked about it a little bit earlier in the show with the whole situation um, at prom at my cousin's prom. Um, that was an example of just like not being forward and consensual and being upfront with myself. So I always say um, the road to being a simp or to being someone who take, gets taken advantage of mm -hmm. is it's built like one brick at a time. It's like you set up the infrastructure to respect yourself or disrespect yourself or disregard your own self mm -hmm. long before usually those big events happen. Now, we're not talking about extreme cases of like rape or, or assault or anything else like that where it's like out of nowhere, mm -hmm. something happened to you. But in the case of the prom, the example is had I been sure of myself from the jump, I would have said no. Or if I didn't say no, I would have given certain boundaries and it would have been certainly firm about that so that if she even tried anything, she would have known that she would have risked not only her relationship with my cousin, but with with me and like basically our whole family because I would have been that strict with it. Like, oh, I got a girlfriend. Because um, it's real easy when you relate it back to someone else, but it should be for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no period. Like no period for me. Like mm -hmm. no. Like if you if you touch me during this situation, like when we go to prom, mm -hmm. look, we gonna have fun, we gonna do this, all this. You are not allowed to touch me, do anything physical, no kisses, no nothing like that. Otherwise, such and such a boundary. Now I'm not cutting you off, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to tell my cousin about it. And mm. back then, especially at that time, it would have been a wrap. Like you'd have got cut off for that. So you could try to cross my boundaries if you want to, but there are consequences to that, and I'm gonna act accordingly. 
I also want to take this moment to tell women out here that, yes, men can say no. No, that doesn't mean they're gay. Fellas, you damn sure better start learning to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, just because just because she may look pretty, just because she got a vagina, like, doesn't mean you have to say yes. Like, you can say no. You can feel unashamed by saying no, no matter what she may say to you. Mm. Oh, that's the other thing, yo. The shaming tactics. Don't mm-hmm. fall for that shit. I've heard it all. Mm-hmm. I've heard it all, yo. You, you're weak or you're feminine. Feminine is an insult. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're questioning gay. Questioning yourself. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's like, yup, you got it. Cause I wouldn't want to talk to somebody who views me that way anyway, right? So cool. Why are you still here? Yeah. We not fucking. I'm gay, right? Apparently. Why are you still here? And. <laughs> Just so you're aware, that's the same irritating tactic that Speak, women experience please. when they reject men on the street. When we turn into ugly bitches. Yes. Like, that's that same ego mm-hmm. wound that we're referring to. Just just point out. Yep, it's that same energy that a guy says, yo, hey, yo, ma, yo, let me get your number. Well, fuck you then, bitch. Same energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this nigga gay. He don't want no pussy. Cause I know I I know what I got and all this other shit. It's like ego. It's the same energy, ego. yo. But yeah, <sighs> no means no. no means and you need no. to stand by your no, and you need to be confident within yourself to get to that place mm-hmm. by working on yourself and loving yourself. And that leads us to the last and final question of the show. Either you say no to yourself or you say no to others. So I'm going to say no to others. We'll see. You say no to others. I agree. Can't be no devil's advocate on this one either. Yeah, and I I think it goes back to your original standpoint of self-love. Like, in order to be there for other people, you have to take care of yourself first. (sighs) Yo, if that ain't the truth, if that ain't the truth, it's so true. Is I know personally I can't do that, and when I don't feel like I'm loving myself, I feel like I'm half-ass loving everybody else anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't really fully be there for some someone if I'm not there for myself. Um, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. I know how it feels when I'm fully, when I'm fully like full of love, and I, I'm fill, filled, and I can my cup is runneth over, <laughs> and I can actually pour into other people. Mm-hmm. What? That it'd be gallons, dog. I'd be just spreading it out like, oh, oh you want to drink? Like, who want who wants some of this positive energy, this love, this upliftment? I'd be passing things out. But when I'm not, I gotta recharge. I gotta regroup. I gotta reassess what's going on for me and make sure that I'm straight. If I don't, there's no way I can give to other people. And mm-hmm. for me, that's one of the biggest joys is being able to pay it forward to people. So. With that, that balancing of uh, taking care of me. And again, this is another thing for a lot of the the wives and the mothers out there. Like, especially as black women, we're used Mm. to taking care of everybody else. And it's like, you will burn yourself out and then have nothing else to give. It's true. And it's it's strong to a default. Like, yes, we had to be, but now we, we are having reinforcements. So take a break get your rest take care of you 
so you can be able to show it for other people. Damn. It's important. Love yourself. Give yourself the rest. Give yourself the attention. Mm. Give yourself the love. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, Oso. You have a beautiful day. Take care of you. All right, y'all. We will catch you on the next episode. Oh, and by the way, make sure that you stream Lover's Cloud by Oso Smart. O-S-O-S-M-A-R. Two T's. Get them streams up for your boy. Thank you again for all those who already listened to my music and are just supporting me and all my other uh, avenues of creation and uh, positivity. Appreciate y'all. Love you. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. And love. Always. Mwah. Love y'all. <laughs>